0: to the Moose Room. Yes, this is Emily bringing us all in, but fear not. We do have the OG3 here today. Say hi guys. Hey. Hi guys. Oh, I knew you would do that, Bradley. (laughs) I know, I'm that guy. You're such a dad. You You are such a dad. Oh man. All right, so anyways, let's just jump right into it. Also, I will confirm we are recording this episode uh, if you listened to our last episode about dehorning, you know that we had to talk it out twice because the first time Joe didn't hit record. We are well, he recording. He's never going
1: to live that down. No, it's, no. It's, we'll be 30 merch podcasts idea. later and it's still, still going to be there. It's going to
2: be t-shirts. Are you recording?
0: Yeah, exactly. Remember that time Joe didn't record. But in any case, let's get down to business. You know, here at the Moose Room, we take what we do very seriously and we always have a very thorough plan for what we're going to talk about on each podcast and have things scheduled out months in advance. I mean, we're like a well-oiled machine here. So in one of these conversations, that was definitely not right before we recorded. We were thinking what we should talk about. And I said, hey, we should do an episode on water because, you know, world's most important nutrient. Let's talk about water. And for some reason, I'm the water expert here.
1: Oh, yeah. Because you have written about it multiple times in the Dairy Star. In very indeed. unique articles.
0: Yes, yes, indeed. Yes. So much, so much variety here. You know, with water, like I said, it's, it's essential, you know, a cow's daily water requirement can range from anywhere from 30 to 50 gallons. Also just depends on stage of lactation, all of those things. And even if it is on that lower end, 30 or even less than that, 25 gallons, that's a lot of water. And when you think about a cow's time budget for her day, she spends maybe 20, 30 minutes of her day drinking water. That's it. So she's getting a lot of water in really quickly. And so it's important that you know we're really optimizing that intake and making sure that The cows are wanting to drink that water because they need so much of it. You know, kind of water basics that I always go through with people is, where is your water? Can your cows access it easily enough? You know, is there direct access to it right after your cows are milked? Because they're going to be thirsty. Just those little details with that. Also having enough trough space, so three and a half inches per cow, have at least two waters per pen. I feel like I'm just talking. You guys should be contributing.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I mean, You're water. You're doing just fine. <laughs> oh, You're doing great. Then why are you
0: even here? I could be recording this no, just okay. by myself. Okay.
2: Fine. Fine. All right. See we'll you talk. later. See ya. All right. So, uh, yes, like Emily said, water, most important nutrient. Uh, to me, the big things are always accessibility and availability, which I think are two different things. So you've yes. got linear trough space. Can they get to it? Uh, is there enough room for? multiple cows to drink at a time? Is it not too crowded? Is it in a spot where there's not one boss cow blocking everything and, and hoarding the water? That includes the winter, which we've talked about uh, in the past, You know, checking water to make sure it's not frozen and, and it is accessible. So And then availability becomes to me is, is, is more of like how much water is there? And is there enough to accommodate a bunch of cows wanting to drink a lot of water all at the same time? And that right. comes down to refill rates, and uh, it's just something. That, rates, yeah. Yeah, that's something that we talk about on the on the on the beef side a lot when we're talking feedlots and these cattle wanting to eat and then drink and then lay down, and 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 or drink and then eat and lay down. They need to drink somewhere in there because all the water drives the dry matter intake. And if you've got a hundred head that all want to drink at the same time, that's a lot of water that needs to be refilled. And what happens to me that I've seen at least, and maybe you've seen this on dairies too, Brad and Em, if it appears that it's short, if it's not refilling as fast as it should and cows don't feel like they can get enough, then there becomes a competition at the tank and they start to crowd it and they start to sit sit there all day and guard it almost. And it becomes a huge social issue as well. And then it becomes a mess of course around the, the water. Making sure it's accessible and it's available and then of course, we I would add, more.
0: I would add palatable,
2: palatable and clean. clean,
0: clean. Well, and I think those kind of go yeah. together. Exactly. Yeah. You have to clean your waterers. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs>
2: just throw it out
1: there.
0: <laughs> I've, I've, I've run across too many people that have been surprised by that. So you, you can, let's just get can, it out there.
1: You can ask my graduate students what my biggest pet peeve is on the dairy and it's dirty waters. I just don't like it for calves, cows, anything, man. Would you want to drink that? It should be like, you could drink out of it. Yes. So, yes. I agree. Clean your waters. And it doesn't have to be a time consuming, a simple brush and let the plug go and scrub it down quick. It doesn't have to take long.
0: Yeah.
2: No. And it takes, it takes almost no time if you're doing it frequently. So I, I agree. Cleaning the water is huge. It should be on your checklist of stuff that you do regularly. Yeah. Yeah. And making sure it's available, not frozen, all those things.
0: Fresh, like fresh. Also, you need to change the water. And that's probably a little more of an issue, I would think, in the summer, um, just with it getting hot and if it gets feed or different things in it. But, you know, also you need to be checking it in, in the winter. Like you said, Joe, they can't drink frozen water. And I know that a lot of people with also known as cattle- ice. Yeah, well a lot of people pasture cattle will be will say, "Oh, well my cattle just eat snow. That's how they get their water. So I don't need to worry about it." And uh, you know again, with beef cows your and and dairy cows too, it's like you're probably not at that 30 gallon mark, but still 15 gallons of water from snow a day? Are you kidding me? That's like, a lot of snow. That's yeah. a lot of snow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, and I
2: I I think that's that's a huge point. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, even even, you know, a weaned beef calf is going to drink 10 gallons a day, right? Yeah. So that's a lot of water. Water definitely, like you said, M, is the forgotten nutrient. I forget about it, but it is the most important and it drives production. If you yes. don't have palatable water and cattle drink less water, then they eat less and then they produce less or they eat less and they grow less. However you want to say it, it drives production. So it's it's in your best interest. That's what I'm trying to say. It it, yeah. it keeping clean, palatable water that's accessible and available is it's money. It's money in your pocket.
0: Yeah, and and one thing that I would add to that too is if you haven't consider getting your water tested because they can check for nitrates, sulfates, you know, minerals, dissolved solids, all of that stuff. And you may think, "Oh, that's not a big deal," but I know of a farm that I worked with when I was up in central Minnesota that they, so they had dairy and beef cattle at each at a different site. So at the beef site, they had so much trouble with, they wouldn't drink the water. They were cleaning their waterers, you know, on a regular basis, they looked great. They were doing that. And then they got it tested and I forget what they were high in, but it was really high in a mineral. And so then they put a treatment system in and then, yeah, they said it was just a night and day difference with how much water the cattle were drinking and suddenly they were growing more and they were healthier and all of that. So I would also advise considering doing that. Bradley, have you ever tested the water at Morris?
1: Yes, we do test it and it's very high in iron. It's I wouldn't want to drink it.
2: Yeah. And I mean, that palatability That's- is huge and there's, there's definitely health effects too. Uh, the one that I see the most uh, is polio when we talk about sulfur being too high in the water. And that's more of a, a beef cattle thing, especially when we're feeding distillers grains, but polio being not like polio in people, but polio encephalomalacia, which is where you have a thiamine deficiency and actually portions of your brain start to to die. So uh, it's not good. The cattle present as uh, we call them stargazers. It's a very pretty term for not a great disease, but, they, they definitely present as lateral on their side with their head cranked back, uh, you know, looking at the sky. It doesn't look good. It is reversible. A lot of times we can get to them close or quickly enough to reverse it and, and get them back on their feet. But uh, it's very costly and you don't want that either. So that's another that's reason to test your water and make sure you know where your sulfur levels are. And that can influence how much distillers you can add
1: to your ration. I think about water differently from a pasture-based perspective. And oh of course you do. Oh of course oh yes, always so we have water on pasture, you know. Some some grazing farms have waters up by the barn and the cows drink when they come up for milking, or they gotta make mm-hmm. long walks back. We chose to put water lines on our all our pastures. So we got miles and miles of water lines that we use and move water tanks around to pastures. So there's things to think about there, you know, and on a really hot day, cows are not I wish I could figure out a way to cool the water because hot, you know, when it's sunny out and really hot, it heats up the water lines. It heats up at the water in the tank and the cows just, they don't really want to drink 90 or a hundred degree water. It's so it can be a a problem uh, for pasture-based when it gets really hot, if there's not a way to cool it or, you know, some, if it's in the shade or something. So water's always a constant challenge with grazing dairies just because of how you have your waters or what it might take you know and even if you're pumping water a long distance like we do sometimes it can't you know you need three four water tanks and it can't keep up and you know a couple cows suck all the water out and now there's other cows that can't drink so there's lots of things to think about from a pasture-based farm versus just putting a richy water at the end of the barn and voila you get water all the time.
2: I like seeing those pasture systems because people have found very creative ways to get water out there uh, and they have very creative ways for moving those waters too there, a lot of them are built on sleds they're all all different ways to do it um, and I, I think one of the things we forget about a lot of the times is that at least in the summer uh, you know obviously definitely a little more difficult in the winter but in the summer you could it's really easy to add water to a pen when you're talking about beef cattle or or. On receiving in a in a feedlot where you're receiving in your receiving protocol, adding extra water, even in mo- a lot of dairies in the pens, if it gets hot, you can add more water in the summer with just a stock tank. You know, I mean, whatever you want to do, that comes a way different game in the winter, and it's not as possible. But they don't need as much water in the winters. I think it's something that we forget about. It's it's an easy easy fix, especially when I, I mean I it comes up a lot when we talk about receiving protocols for for beef cattle in the feedlot you can just add more water and it, it makes a huge difference. And especially for those cattle that come from out West and have never seen a richie waterer in their life. You know, they've been drinking out of stock tanks and ponds and all sorts of things that do not look anything like that water. So, um, being able to provide water in a little different setting and get them used to the, the new
1: environment is perfect. So what else is my mantra? Any Put guesses? A sensor in sensor. it? Put a sensor in it. Yes. So was, you can, we can actually look at drinking behavior of our cows by a, we have a sensor in the rumen that we can see. And on average, our cows will take six to seven big drinks per day. You know, they go up there and they drink a lot of water. And yeah, it's kind of interesting to look at water intake and water drinking behavior based on sensor type stuff. And you can, so there may be something in the future where we can place waters at different spots or have treated water or, or you name it to, to uh, try and increase water t- intake because the more water they drink probably the more milk they're going to give so is sense, it just
2: sense. a is it a temperature change is that how you know they drank
1: temperature you know? change yes yeah. yes yep so they have a temperature change like oh well, one cow i look at right now she was averaged about 100 degrees this is internal temperature uh, uh, 102 and she went down to 87 when she drank. So it drops quite yeah. significantly, probably 20 degrees when they're drinking water. So, and then nice. it comes back up, you know, within a half hour or so, the temperature comes back up in, in the rumen, but it's kind of interesting to look at.
2: Yeah. That is sensors. interesting.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, there's always a sensor and if there's a, there is a, a sensor. there's a sensor
1: for everything.
2: Yeah. And if there is one, Bradley has it.
1: Bradley exactly.
2: has it that's what we learned when I tried to call him out whenever that was, and he had that sensor too.
1: It's probably the most essential nutrient, but I think it's one that is sort of an afterthought on a lot of farms, you know, whether it be clean waters or enough waters or cool water, or you name it. I think we don't tend to think about that, but I think water is probably the most important. And it goes, and it's not just from cows too, you know, there's a lot of trying to be more efficient with water use on farms outside of the cows it's also a good thing because cows need water and we got to preserve it all
2: yeah yeah and they, they they do use a lot of it milk is mostly water um and they need a lot of it to grow i still think we're pretty efficient in the dairy industry and the beef industry especially but uh oh, i agree i agree always room for improvement bradley's bradley's doing some pretty creative things with water especially hot water up at morris
1: Yeah. Lots of, you know, you can look at, I don't even know what episode that is, but we're looking at different energy systems related to water.
2: Yeah. That was a long, that was a long time ago. Long time ago. It might've been 30 episodes ago. All right. Other things on water. Maybe we can come back to this. I do want to, there is a study. uh, I was telling these guys when we took a little bit of a break that there's a study that I want to look at that has more to do with beef cattle and water quality after severe weather and all these other things. So we might be able to come back to water in the future especially if we get emails or anything that tell us that people want to hear more.
0: So send us emails, please. I would say just, you know, to wrap on the water episode, like we say for many things, right? It comes down to cleanliness. It comes down to management, you know, knowing what you're working with and making those different adjustments and fixes that you need to make because water is important and we need to stop forgetting about it. Justice for water. All right. Am, am I wrapping the episode too, Joe?
2: You're in charge.
0: Oh my gosh. All right. Well, who's going to spell the email address? Bradley, it's you. There it is. She's in charge. All right. So that's it. That's a wrap. If you have questions, comments, scathing rebuttal, you can email them to the themoosroom at umn.edu.
1: That's T-H-E-M-O-O-R-S. No! Is that right? No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's T-H-E-M-O-O-S-R-O-O-M at U-M-N E-D-U. You can also find us on Facebook at U-M-N Beef and U-M-N Dairy. Is that right, Joe?
2: Sure. <laughs> at U-M-N Beef and at U-M-N Dairy.
0: Yes. Yeah. And we are also on YouTube. UMN uh, Extension Beef and Dairy Teams, and U of M Extension Farm Safety and Health. So be sure to check us out there. Am I forgetting anything, Joe?
1: No, you did it perfect. Okay. You uh, need cool. me to spell that email out again? <laughs> 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 no.
0: Brad's gonna redeem himself.
1: Uh, T-H-E-M-O-O-S-R-O-O-M at umn.edu. Hi.
0: Bradley. That's good. That's good. All right. Well, we will see you all next time. Bye. Bye.